structure, a structure, a structure of mystical and alien origin, emanating particles of abstract perspectives and reflection into the expansive nightscape to those who know where to listen. This is Monolith Demythos, the Monstro Studio Podcast. Right now, and it's recording. So anything you can, anything you say can and will be used against you. So just keep that in mind. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it too. Episode 11 of Monolith Demythos, the Monstro Studio Podcast. Welcome. Wait, is that your intro? Yeah, sure. It's a lot different than the other ones. Yeah, gotta kind of <laughs> like mix it up, I guess. You can uh, see that you you felt like you've done this for a little while now. You're like, the intro could be a little bit more laid back. Yeah, exactly. I need to be a little more mellow. It's kind of ease into it. We don't need to like state this is what this is, we're starting this now. Yes. Everything Even though works. pressing record, starting it. What do they call that? Like. Um... Everything is in order. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want it to like kind of fall out of order. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, <laughs> what have you been up to, Trey Spells? Um, speaking of that, and what I've been up to is I've been playing the uh, Star Wars game uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Talk about Fallout Order right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. Have you, uh, you said you've been playing a little bit of it, right? Yeah, I got it off of Game Pass and I uh, did the first level. It honestly, it kind of tricked me out. I was kind of just coasting through, it's teaching you basic shit. You know, you're just hey, you press this button to jump, by the way. Yeah, oh, and if you want to, um, you know, climb, you gotta press this button, you idiot. Yeah, but then I really like kind of in the middle of that level, you kind of start, um, you don't realize it, but the main character starts dreaming, having like a dozing off, and he has a dream. You kind of yeah, walk yeah, one yeah. way, he turned around, and then he's in like, um, like episode one, not yeah. episode one, uh, A New Hope, and uh, he's like, like running through all these doors, and like, there's a vertigo effect going on. The hallway is stretching, and it's just like, oh, what the fuck's going on? I, yeah. I was almost about to uh, hit you up, trying to ask you what the fuck is happening. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. And then you start to realize, oh shit, he is a Jedi of somewhat. Yeah. And you don't know that, I think, at the beginning of the game. You don't know that for like a good 15, 20 minutes, but yeah. however long it takes you to um, get I, to something. I was kind of expecting like not to have that. I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. I, I'm yeah. just like some guy. Oh, but now I'm some guy with the Force. That's how it always goes, though, in Star Wars. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just a guy who's working on ships, and <laughs> I work at the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, but by the way, I have a lightsaber in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the guy that I'm hanging around with, wh- I, whoever his boss was, mm-hmm. that's kind of... It's okay, I he dies. Know, sacrifice, like, I don't know what... He didn't have to die. After I watched that, I'm, like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, he didn't have to die. If he would have just stayed quiet, I'm sure uh, the Padawan... I, I forget his name, if it was like Kyle or... Our, right. Kel. Kel. Kind of like... Or Cal, kind of like Clark Kent. Okay, Cal. So, Cal could have just stepped in from the get-go, mm-hmm. and his friend wouldn't have had to die. Because mm-hmm. now I wonder, what happened to those other ones that were just standing in the line? Did they die, too? Yeah, they got fucked, totally. You think so? Maybe, because like, he, he just kind of like left after that. He was saving his own ass. Right. 
But the thing is, though, he he did have to die, though, because now uh, Cal has to have the struggle of, is he going to turn to the dark side or stay with the light, with the mm-hmm. Jedi? Yeah, I, I see that. Um, you know, what I didn't like about that scene was also it it matched up too much of the the force awakens scene with kylo ren um uh when he walked off the ship yeah and then he had like his stormtroopers like standing in the line doing like that whole mafia vibe thing where mm-hmm. we're all just gonna shoot you now mm-hmm. so i feel like they copied that a little bit from the from the force That's awakens so cool it is cool i guess it's one way to make a statement like hey we're all gonna line you up and uh there were there was just a show I watched too recently when they did that. Like when it comes to war and they're trying to find the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the spy or whatever, like the mole, the mole. I guess that's just a classic thing to do is line you up mm-hmm. and wait for somebody to say, tell them like, Hey, it's me. Yeah. Waiting for them to break. But someone's got to die. If no, no one dies, then but there's no stakes. There's no, Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah, um, yeah. And then you get onto the train shit and all that stuff, right? Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're, it becomes um, uncharted, but Star yes, Wars. Yes, it was very uncharted. <laughs> I was noticing that too. I was like, oh my god, but it worked out. Yeah, um, for you at least. What, like even using the lightsaber on a stormtrooper, it felt good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I want. Like it feels good to use that lightsaber. The the way. It, effects they did a good job doing that yeah it really did um i I know they when they did a force unleash and stuff like that that was also i think people that are into star wars they think like oh that that's one of the coolest things we're gonna get for now Mm -hmm. and then uh i don't know star wars been having a lot of troubles with making games because of their um their deals with disney Mm -hmm. i remember when they first signed on disney and disney's like all right we're scrapping all star wars games yeah and people were like what the hell <laughs> i'm sure the people working on it were probably more upset but you know mm-hmm. that's the way things go that's how it goes um so yeah as you progress in the game you realize you gotta do a lot more than just pushing x and you know swiping lightsabers i realized the puzzles man the puzzles are sometimes a little tricky where i'm youtubing that shit now oh, no. i've been youtubing a lot of games lately <laughs> but this game has to have it because i'm just like where do i go why can't i go that way and all that stuff sounds interesting i like i like a good puzzle game are you on the first planet yet yeah i just landed i did a little meditation i used up my uh, skill <laughs> point <meditation. laughs> and um, that's where i left off so i'm barely just starting in you're like whoo what a train ride <laughs> What a landing! Yeah, you meet all your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a. It can be an addicting game. It really depends how much you want to like put into it. Yeah, and there's like another thing I noticed too while playing it is that, uh, you you press A to jump, you press X to swing your lightsaber. Uh-huh. Uh B is kind of like dash around. Yeah. LB LB is force. Uh, no, LB is block. RB is force, and then. Mm-hmm. You interact you interact with stuff using the stick button. Yeah. And it made me realize that there are so many games out there that utilize the same button for everything that if you were to try to interact, like a prompt comes up, you need to press this button, but all you're doing is jumping. Yeah. Because it's the same button and it gets frustrating and annoying, but 
this uh with the fallen order i'm able to just kind of like clean through like cleanly like do what i need to do yeah i really appreciate that and then and then there's parts in that map where you're gonna come back later on after like playing five hours into the game you're like oh i can even explore more of this map now i can wall run Mm -hmm. i can i can swing across this whatever i just i i think i've played like 10 hours into it and i just now got force pull so now i can go to any of the planets and use force pull on whatever part of the map that i need to use to get to a certain other area you can even go back to the first planet like so that first planet has stuff on there where you're not going to learn for six more hours of the game Mm. i think there was like force push force pull um slowing down time Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the earliest powers yeah that's pretty cool yeah um and that's the frustrating part i think with people is like damn it took me 10 hours to learn this one power and the game's almost over (laughs) but that's the thing it wants you because it doesn't have replay value so that is its replay value is making you go back to go get those collectibles or those customizations that you want after you beat the game but now you now you have a reason to go back to the game (laughs) i think that's the bad part on it on on its on itself because i don't remember it from uh releasing any dlc to it mm. they did release something uh dlc like an arena type fight style I, that's its own thing though you know like when you go into arena and you just fight a bunch of enemies how like waves yeah. something like that i think that's what it came out with but um the story is great so far and i think the most common thing people write in the reviews is how fast the story is but i'm like it's not fast like you gotta put some time in there mm-hmm because i think it was like eight to ten hours like it eight to ten hours where i'm at right now but it could be up to 20 plus hours i know it will be over 30 hours for the game but I'm trying to get through it mm-hmm. and uh that's what i've been doing for uh most of this weekend mm-hmm. um have you uh watched any movies recently because i uh, know we have seen some i've seen some on my own time at least are yeah not really movies actually um i guess I guess what I'll bring up is um, I for October I rewatched a cartoon show called Over the Garden Wall. I Over don't know. the Garden Wall, okay. So it's only it's it's kind of like, I guess you could consider it a, a mini series. It's only ten episodes, just one season, and it's a start. It's all the episodes are connected into uh, one long uh, story. It's about uh, two brothers, like one's kind of like um, middle school, I want to say, or maybe. Uh, uh, freshman high school and his younger uh, stepbrother who's mm-hmm. probably like 10 or something maybe younger and they're uh, lost in the woods and they need to find their way back home essentially and they meet some characters like a uh, a woodsman who's voiced by Christopher Lee a mm-hmm. uh, a talking blue jay bird Christopher and, Lloyd yeah that's the guy from uh, Back to the Future yep oh wow yeah and he, and he, he was uh, great in it we also Fred's still alive. Um, what's his name? Uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood is he's the uh, main character. That's awesome. And uh, what was the uh, the guy's name? You, you'll see him. That guy. Tim Curry's in there. Yes, Tim Curry. He plays a character like a. Uh, he actually plays like a really old woman, which is perfect because like his voice, he's just like very low and just kind of like, oh, you gotta attend uh, to the turtles. And stuff like that. And That's funny. It, it's 
um, the whole, and I love watching, uh, rewatching the show around this time because the whole uh, series is just brimmed with the feeling of just autumn and uh, October and Halloween. And okay. more important, and most of all, it, uh, it's all this, uh, these, uh, all the thematics, everything has to do with uh, death and dying. Oh, wow. It's not very common in a children's show. This came out on a Cartoon Network, I think. Yeah, I see that. And each episode's only about uh, 12 minutes long. Yep. So there's 10 episodes. You can get through that and watch the whole thing. It's practically a movie. Almost two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hour, hour 50 minutes. So mm-hmm. it came out in 2014. Yep. So have you seen this before? Yeah. This will be like my third time, I think, rewatching the whole thing. So you really before. enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And most of all, I enjoy the music for it. Oh, cool. Okay. Everything, all the music for it is originally for it, but also uh, just like uh, rewatching it, you kind of uh, go back to like, hey, you know, they kind of mentioned this or, um, hey, you know, in the beginning... Uh, theme music there's a train sound at the end and then towards the second episode there's a train that almost hits the main characters oh okay so it's like foreshadowing that and there's there's so much going on that you probably will not like be catching the first viewing it's definitely so it's an ad adventure Mm -hmm. adventure show yeah okay and uh mainly um uh centering uh centering around um them going trying to get back home but also they run into um a creature known as the beast and you don't really mm-hmm. ever get a good look at him but um uh fans theorize that it's probably like a wendigo that's wandering the woods and uh, kind of just you know finding lost ch- uh, so uh, finding lost children to take their souls and all that but that sounds cool <laughs> there, there, yeah, but there is like kind of like a little uh uh, kind of unexpected little like twist at the end, mainly to do with kind of like, like, the setting of like where they're actually at and what's actually going on. Uh-huh. But it's very cool and then very very uh, kind of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of daunting and just dreadful, and you really do feel kind of it's like re- you really really feel emotional at the end. Really interesting. And I love it. And you care about these characters, right? Yes. That's that's pretty cool. Um, what did you watch this on? Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Because um, I think last year it wasn't on Hulu because I know I didn't watch it last year, but now this year it was. So I'm like, okay, I have to rewatch it. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen it, you check it out. Over the garden wall. Yes, it's it's still November, so it's still you know. It's not really like kind of wintry enough. Uh, the show does kind of like step into that. Like it starts off in autumn, but mm-hmm. then as time goes on, it gets more snowy, especially towards the end. So mm-hmm. still perfect to watch that. Would you say that it's became like a tradition for you to watch this now every year? Or I suppose like, so. You said this is the third time you watched it? Yeah. Hey, it could be a future tradition. You never know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool though. Like you have something. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to find something, too, and I'm just like, um, these are all kid movies that I've seen a hundred times, right? Mm-hmm. The nothing connects to you anymore like it would back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to find something that would work nowadays with you. So. Yeah. It, 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 it uh, kind of in tune with uh, my personality and the things that I like, but it also just just get, a, get me a rise out of it. Even 
watching it again, knowing what's going to happen, you know, I still get a little teary-eyed, if I'm being honest. Oh, wow. So I should get a box of Kleenex while I watch it. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Um, speaking of uh, non-tears, uh, Borat 2. Tears? Is... That's um, like tears of kind of like laughter. Well, maybe like a little, like maybe for like a few parts, but yeah. Still, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed Borat too. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, it was a surprise that it came out. Yes. Right? Um. Nobody was really expecting it to come out that way. Like I said earlier, a long time ago, that um, I've seen it advertised here and there. Not that they're making Borat too. That they're just finding Sasha doing borat mm-hmm. in like certain spots and pictures of him so i already knew it was coming for a while and i think m- maybe some majority of people know that too mm-hmm. um but when it did get announced you're just like oh okay it's ready it's like, ready it's, it's like right now soon it'd be it'll be out in two weeks on amazon prime for free if you got prime oh damn and so that was kind of a nice surprise mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's it is what it is um i'll go into first what i what i think about it real quick is um uh, i don't have i don't have much to say about it i uh, i could just definitely say it's not like the first one mm-hmm. the first one was um way more adventurous mm-hmm. second one was more calmed down um it didn't take as many risk as uh sasha's other movies that he's done i think there was a couple risk here and there but yes, yes. not as much crazy stuff i think it was toned down and um i think that review that we were watching too is how they mentioned uh they were probably filming this during covid times mm-hmm. so that was probably a hard f- film to do while finishing it up yeah you, you just have to rearrange everything with how uh things were shutting down so fast and now you can't really go out and do as much stuff anymore so you need to alter the story that you're already kind of going months in and like oh well what do we do now yeah but i still feel like they managed to pull it off pull like they did yeah pull off a, a decent story uh i'd say it was a really honestly it's a it's a good me- kind of message to have it's almost like a movie too like either do this now or you'll never get it done mm-hmm. especially with the politician stuff in there yeah and just um kind of have everybody's kind of like at each other's throats online just like hey you know you, that's insensitive you can't do that that's a, that's oppressive a, that's racist that's sexist yeah which I, um i love how they push the boundaries mm-hmm. gotta push the boundaries while also you know even when with the pushing boundaries what they're most importantly doing is that they're still calling out you know hey you know this is racist this is sexist and all that and that's still important to do because we still need that but what a lot of people are put off is the way that people kind of just say uh, they'll just like uh, re- uh, 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 quote retweet, uh, kind of just like, hey, well, I think this is uh, my opinion. This is not yeah. cool at all, and I do not approve of seeing this in my timeline. Yeah. And, and but um, uh, such Baron Cohen is he's kind of a genius in uh, the way he uh, picks his kind of battles and. Uh-huh. And he just exposes. He creates these characters that and puts people on the spot in these situations that that exposes, like kind of like what the, who they really are, or like what they're trying to trying to uh, hide from everyone else. Like like he and um, 
the uh this girl this new um actress that they put in brought in mm. and she is just incredible wait i want to say something yes. before you get to that um when you said like how people are in like social media and like if something offends them or whatever the thing is what when you said about genius about what he's doing is he comes out with this movie and it's it's not a tweet it's not a post mm-hmm. it's a movie mm-hmm. and people are gonna watch it and they're just gonna have to accept what he's doing mm-hmm. and i think that's the great part it, like yeah you can write about it later on but this is a movie itself where are you gonna write on there's no comments underneath the movie you can write reviews about it like how most movies are but it's still gonna get its ratings it's still gonna get its positive comments negative comments but i think that's that part is kind of uh interesting mm-hmm. do you know what i mean though like it's not a post it's not a it's not a tweet it's I, bigger than that it, it's like you it's like whoever's watching they can't express their opinion on like oh now that's weird you're mm-hmm. watching it and you're just like oh shit i don't know if i agree with that mm-hmm. all they can like they can still like uh like i said they can still review it they can still tweet about it but then they have to get pretty upset about it yeah but you have to get pretty upset about it to get other people to look at it and be like, oh, they're really um, honing in on this. I guess I'll watch it and check it out. Yeah. Because, like, you can't really get what they're saying if you're not with them watching it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, now you get more people watching your movie. Yeah. that That's a good uh, marketing type thing. It's not even marketing. It's just... It is con- nowadays. Con- controver- controversial shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. marketing nowadays with controversial shit mm-hmm. is the new thing. That's the only way to go viral and exactly. on anything. Um, what were you saying about the actress now that was uh, in Borat too? She is incredible. She mm-hmm. was what helped make the movie. I if yeah. they didn't if if they didn't get someone that was as good as her, mm-hmm. was not just as um, ad ad libbing, uh, but not was just maintaining a character, but also just ad libbing yeah. with uh, the situation she was in. Because yeah. like. There was still a lot of um, unscripted moments. Mm-hmm. There were some, you know, stuff that was still manipulated around, obviously, because they need to try to get a rise out of what was going on. But um, for the most part, you can definitely get a sense that, you know, this is them, like, actually doing this, but they're also just super witty and quick with everything. Yeah. You know, I that's what reminded me of gr- Bad Grandpa, mm-hmm. you know, you know, john knoxville and the kid yeah you know? so it reminded me of like that was a version of that but obviously borat 2 was a little bit better in that way mm-hmm. but that was like a pre-version of like what that was mm-hmm. like the kids going along with his jokes but we all know they're joking but it's going back and forth we're still fooling the people do you know what i mean like it's on that same sense like yeah like the- that little kid is like i'm gonna call you cinnamon yeah saying shit like that <laughs> yeah and i could see how this movie kind of took f- from that a little bit like okay we're gonna do that but make the acting and whatever we can a little bit better make it know? like the characters kind of like the character the way the uh, characters are acting fit the narrative yeah. more because obviously this is not a kid this is was she portraying to be a kid like she was like portraying a 15 year old 15 year old i wonder how old she's standing in yeah she, she probably had to be at least 20 or something mm-hmm. but uh yeah, that that's why I think it was was and her doing the accent too and all that stuff and mm-hmm. uh, like you said, going along with the scenes was uh, interesting. Her name's Maria Bakalova. 
Okay. Obviously, that's probably not a popular name. Nope. So I'm, pre- just... I'm pretty sure for the posters, they uh, in the credits, they say that um, they're introducing her. Basically, just introducing her to, like, the audience, you know. Or no, they're not. They're basically just introducing her to, you know, the Hollywood um, mainstream audiences, so. Mm-hmm. I, I think she was in other stuff before, but just indie movies. But now this is basically her big break. Yeah. And what a, what a big break to do. <laughs> it, it really is, yeah. Just from the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the, uh, the, the femininity, the, 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 the femininity dance, the, uh, oh, man. like talking with the babysitter, which I guess the whole situation with her was real. Yeah. Uh, when they start off, just, she like was really not having it and it was trying to set everybody straight with what was going on. And <laughs> yeah, well, she, she was great. And, um, but I just do want to say that at the very end, what everybody's talking about was like Rudy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I feel like they still, it was kind of overhyped. Oh, he was, he was like really just, I, I believe he was just tucking in his shirt. You're talking about Trump's lawyer? Yep. Oh, okay. And that, but then they, they, they kind of like, like, like fudged around with like what the editing. What good timing though. Yeah. What good timing for that to happen. Because that, I didn't know who he was before Trump. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna forget about him later on, but I I also know he was a, a was he the mayor too or something? Yeah, he was. He used to be the mayor of New York. Okay. I think. All right. Yeah, I remember now. I forgot there was a even a cameo of uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I can't even remember the scene, but I I remember him playing a cameo. I do. I don't want to get into it because it's kind of spoiler okay. with the the narrative, but I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave that out of what happened but expect a cameo from tom Hanks. i forgot what he, what he does and mm-hmm. what he what he does yeah. um yeah we can wrap this one up though all right um it's got a 6.8 out of 10 on imdb what would you like to give it i think a seven a seven yeah definitely something i would want to watch again more friends and just laugh at like all the stupid stupid shit even harder because you got a crowd going for it yeah um i'm gonna go with the six mm-hmm. um obviously it wasn't the first one you're not gonna get like whatever one you liked better the most mm-hmm. uh but borat was that but borat made a name for himself yeah uh, just like his other movies mm. and i think that's great bruno and uh what's the what's the chief guy what's that oh the dictatorship the dictator like yeah, the dictator yeah yeah like that, those are great mm-hmm. i will say though like one final thought is that the first movie uh definitely uh had something better going for it because it was borat traveling the country to basically just learn about america and that makes um of like the idea of like, well, what's America like really uh-huh. uh, stand up stronger where the second movie, um, he's just kind of just, it's just uh, him and his daughter. Right. And um, there's not really like, there's not really like any particular reason for him to be going to like this dance ball, going to um, uh, like a uh, ladies, like Republican ladies meeting. Right. Yeah. 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 So, 
And they had to kind of fudge around with like, well, why are we going here? Yeah, because the first one was all about in. learning about America, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, this second one is like, okay. But I guess that's the funny, stupid part is mm-hmm. where like he doesn't understand how politics were like are supposed to be important. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they or that we are like we how we view how important we view them as yeah. Americans view them as like how he's gonna bring bring them a female mm-hmm. and everything's gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, that I could see is the, the a good difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, the movie is, is just stupid fun. It's great. Yeah, definitely would watch it again and recommend it. It's free on Amazon Prime. Borat two. Um, so we got into another movie where it took us a long time to watch. Mm-hmm. Not too long. I would say since August, because mm-hmm. that's when I finished Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, there's a movie called... What movie F- is that? It's called uh, Fire Walk With Me. Hell yeah. And um, Jack explained, explained what Fire Walk With Me is and what it has to do with Twin Peaks. Um, so essentially, so after David Lynch was done, uh, finishing up, uh, Twin Peaks after they brought him back to finish it up yeah, because they fired him in the, in the beginning of shooting season two, then they realized, they oh, him? yep. Oh, I thought he just left. No. Uh, well, he probably did leave due to creative differences, but basically mm-hmm. he just walked away from it. And that's when everybody noticed that the show changed a little bit. Oh Yeah. They're like, oh, there's a lot more episodes. And, they got um, lost. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, the studios had no idea what to do going on mm-hmm. because it's Twin Peaks and it's David Lynch. So It's literally someone's mind mm-hmm. that's in the show and and you can't duplicate someone's mind. Mm-hmm. You, they try to and you're just like, this is like there's so many pointless scenes. Like I, scene. You're just like, I like season one better. Yeah. And I told you that before. I knew that David Lynch uh, didn't do the second season, mm-hmm. but now I get it. After I watched the second season, I was like, oh, that makes total sense exactly. now. It so, didn't have its vibe. Mm-hmm. So they he came back, he finished uh, season two, helped yeah. wrap it up, and now he's like, okay, now I want to make a movie based on Twin Peaks. Yeah. And everybody's, all the fans were so excited. Oh, I can't wait to see this movie on Twin Peaks. We're going to see finally what happens to Agent Cooper at the end. And then, he's, and then he just comes out and he just goes, it's a prequel to everything that happens. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what did you think of this prequel? I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I don't think they could have done it any better. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. For what it was, definitely. Because we're talking about Twin Peaks here. Just mm-hmm. can't really even describe just, just a crazy... A, a crazy show about a peculiar town with weird people mm-hmm. and all the people surrounding it. And you can tell it has David's, um, like his new, his essence, his, his new energy arm. on it. Yeah. You, you can feel that. I felt more David Lynch on this firewalk with me than mm-hmm. the second season. Like it just had that weirdness to it. Exactly. Cause you're seeing stuff that they do not want. They would definitely would not want to, put in a tv show oh yeah yeah yeah. because studio i forgot about that the content too yeah studio like produce like producers for uh tv shows and studios and all that they are very kind of uh particular with what they want to put on Mm -hmm. and movies are a little different you can get away a lot with a lot more as we saw 
yeah. in movies. Yeah. So um, you're able to see a side of Twin Peaks that you knew you knew was always there, mm-hmm. but you never uh, got to see the full version of because you you got to slowly build up to it. But with Fire Walk with Me, you just get it right away. Yeah. It, uh, with the um, the sex, with violence, as well as you know the weirdness that is David Lynch. Mm-hmm. So you know it'd be an interesting thing. What if you were to watch that movie before even watching any of the show? I don't think that and would work out. It'd be an interesting thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have the hype. Mm. Like, like I, I would have to watch Twin Peaks first. I, you don't have to. There's no rules on anything. Mm-hmm. But watching uh, Firewalk with me, uh, it's cool that it was made, like, after. It's kind of like watching um, the Star Wars, the old movies, mm-hmm. and then George Lucas decides to make the prequels, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards. Yeah. That's how I felt, like, okay now we're getting the whole story of what people were talking about and how they were and i loved how you can see the differences on the actors like mm-hmm. in, the, in their stories like why is this person all nervous why is this person sad like why are things kind of fucked up like this yeah. that's a really good analogy i never thought of it like that yeah because not because you're watching twin peaks and you're just like what is wrong with these all these people <laughs> like and then, then the movie, Firework Me. You still don't really know why, like, what's wrong with all these people, but you get a better idea. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that was a cool part to watch these actors or these characters uh, have a different emotion throughout the movie mm-hmm. rather than seeing them uh, act a certain way. So that, that was cool mm-hmm. that I like seeing. And I like how we got to understand Laura Palmer a little bit mm-hmm. and what happened to her for mm-hmm. real. Which is another thing. If you watch the movie before watching the show, you, you kind of you lose the, uh, the 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 tension and suspense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right away because you know what happened. Yeah, because like uh, the last twenty minutes of Firework with me, I was just like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. Like I know this happened because what I heard about it, but mm-hmm. watching it, it was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so that was that was kind of the cool part. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with the with the Star Wars, it's like, how did how did Anakin become Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. We never got to see it. But then you finally watch, you're like, oh, fuck. Why is he bald? He became oh. Darth Vader. He swam in lava. He shaved his head. <laughs> in love with lava. Yeah. Over the lightsaber. Exactly. Um, Fire Walk With Me, though. Uh, do, should we even rate that movie? I don't think we should. It, it is what it is, and it's we- a movie that, like, it's not a movie movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just... It's something special. We probably should. We probably shouldn't, but I'm probably. But I'll rate it anyway. I kind of give it like a, uh, a light seven. Okay, it's got a seven point three on IMDb. Because mm-hmm. uh, mainly because um, it's really just for like if you're a fan of David Lynch, yes. more so than Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. But um, you still get a good sense, a good feeling. You get some, it really interesting uh, scenes and things that go on. Yeah. You don't get. You get some questions answered, but then you only get more questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, why are we following uh, these two random detectives in the first hour? <laughs> yeah. And why, why, like, why, why does David Bowie show up? Oh, I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. We only saw him like one time, right? Yep. And then he d- he disappeared. Literally disappears. <laughs> that was the that was the camera scene. Yep. And that was it. Yep. Was there anything too else that I don't even remember? 
it definitely just sets off the tone of all like this particular this uh, particular case is quite a strange one. Oh, okay. That's kind of like what I got out of it. Like the intro, like d- let's have David Bowie intro this story. Let's have him just yelling out of nowhere for no reason. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought a cool. I thought a the cool great thing too about it was um. Uh, after watching the first two seasons. Well, the first two uh, beginning seasons, it's like um, you keep hearing about Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Like, why did everybody like her so much? Yeah. Like, who was she? But then you watch the movie, and you're like, okay, she really cares about people. She really like has a good personality. Mm-hmm. So I could see why the ton- the town was so upset. Mm-hmm. You didn't go. You don't get that in the show. Nope. You just get them upset. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn, this town's emotional as hell. Like. <laughs> So I, I'm glad to finally watch that to understand all that. I wish it didn't take that long, but you know, movies and shows oh, yeah. are timed out in a certain way. I I loved how much fun we had with HBO Max. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, trying to get that to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but we end up, you know, do you still have it? Nah, or... <laughs> I'm pretty sure the trial's up now. <laughs> My seven days are up. Yeah, to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, um, I also have a a song that I did um, with Twin Peaks. That's right. Um, I have had you listen to it a few times. You um, tried to burn it out of your ears. <laughs> Never want to hear that again. No. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's on all platforms right now. Actually, no, I take that. Uh, no, it's only on YouTube right now. <laughs> I want to put it on all platforms, but I'm trying to do this certain thing that I'm doing with my songs where if I ever do make it, you're only going to hear these songs on a certain platform till that shit's deleted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a couple songs on my YouTube that aren't on my SoundCloud. They're not on Facebook. They're not on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm doing that on purpose because that's the, that's the cool thing about rarity is like, you want to keep some of that rarity, you Mm -hmm. know, even though you work hard on a song, but I've gotten to a point where I've worked on so many where like, I don't need to put this out everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just want to maybe have a one, one link to it somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, like check it out while you can Gotta go find it. Yeah. Until I get signed and everything's deleted. And then all you guys will never have any of that stuff again. Now you gotta pay. Now you gotta pay and I'll <laughs> release it in 20 years from now with my 20 year anniversary of Trevor's demos, $200 bundle. Yeah. $200 bundle get the vinyl of all of his fantastic <laughs> songs featuring arrival <laughs> you imagine your arrival 20 years from now oh my god that'd be wild um but yeah you just type in uh, trace bells on youtube um song called twin peaks mm-hmm. check it out um i wrote about it. i was inspired by the show and the music definitely the music of it i love the music um mm-hmm. There's some videos too on YouTube about how the music was made that Manny showed me. Oh yeah, and uh, check all that shit out too. So I recommend it. Check it out. Yeah. Last week I um I purchased a uh, movie, and not only was it just a movie, just one movie. Not only was it just a movie, it was the trilogy. Three movies for ten bucks. And that's was, a good deal. It is a good deal, and I love when I see three for ten. Yeah, that's that's a good deal. Um. I regret selling um, the Blade trilogy. Mm-hmm. I got it one time for Black on Black Friday for like seven dollars or something, and I regret selling it because it's one of those movies I 
why would you sell that you got all three movies at a good price it's hard to let go sometimes but sometimes you just kind of do it sometimes you just look at back at it and you're just like and then okay, you there's look not at... gonna be any more blades at least for now mm-hmm. but those were classics it was wesley snipes like, like what's he up to even? i know i know the first one is as good and the other two were just uh, especially the third one was terrible <laughs> um I forget that Ryan Reynolds was even in that oh, third one. Yeah, they even had Triple H from you know WWE in there. Mm-hmm. Like he was the villain, uh, but the first one was was good enough for me to keep it. But and, why are we talking about trilogies, Trace Bells? Um, so the trilogy I decided to purchase, and I didn't think I would, and I don't even know how long it's been out for. I want to say I've only seen it around. For about two months. Maybe at least a year because that's when the last movie came out. <laughs> I know, but but putting the trilogy all together, though, like in a Blu-ray or in a Blu-ray package, they're like, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this. Yeah. Um, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? I wish I had like special packaging or something. Maybe there's one out there. Maybe. Steelbook case. Yeah. Anything besides like your regular stuff. But anyways, the Rob Zombie trilogy that is house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects and three from hell three from hell yes and uh and what would you really call the trilogy because i had to look it up because i don't know if i don't think it said anything on the blu-ray case and i you would really kind of would want to call it i guess the uh the captain spaulding trilogy but that doesn't really pan out especially for the third yeah um the third movie because is that the the clown yep that is um rest in peace to him by the way yeah sid um i i meant to look up how do you say his last name like like hags or or hag or hag i don't i don't want to say hag i'll look it up right now it's h-a-i-g sid h-a-i-g and um which is a classic a classic actor from um, uh, previous horror films. I guess I didn't know how long he was in horror. Yeah. For a long time, uh, it wasn't until Rob Zombie introduced a lot of our generation to a House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where we got to learn about him. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, like, oh shit, he's been in a lot of stuff throughout the years, mm-hmm. and it goes way back to one of the like when the posters were just very simple with horror movies they painted their posters too yeah they paint painted posters um yeah sid sid haig sid haig whatever mm-hmm. he was born 1939 holy shit yeah but he still left too soon i say um so i i think in uh three from hell uh rob zombie was able to film at least a few scenes with him mm-hmm. and then i guess he passed away um uh it says september 21st so i'm thinking i was i'm thinking they weren't even done filming yet you know what i mean i'm pretty sure maybe i'm pretty sure they wrapped up and then he passed on because my what just jumping right into the um, three from hell Mm -hmm. one of the things he kind of would want uh, one of the things that kind of stands out especially um with um actors who are kind of like either really old or they're kind of uh, or like something you know personal is going on like in his case he was like going through i think he was like his you think you mentioned his lungs were collapsing 
Yeah, he, he had some. It was definitely a, a health thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like like he's he, eighty years old. That too. But um, what I remember from Three from Hell when he uh, was in it was uh, he was sitting down. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, on uh, his last scenes in, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only, yeah. pretty much the only scenes he was in, especially when he was delivering lines, he was sitting down, and um, the only ever times he wasn't sitting down, he was just kind of just walking with uh, uh, prison guards guiding him because they were all re- uh, they were all arrested. Yeah, that's kind of like it was just like oh wow, you know, this is definitely a send off movie for him, or at least in the beginning scene, this was a send off to um, him yeah until ultimately they said like yeah he just kind of like they killed him off i'm pretty Injection. sure this was like his last movie too mm-hmm. um it says something called hanukkah hmm. uh that'd be interesting to watch but i'm not going to because it says it's got a 3.8 sounds jewish yeah i might have edited that out <laughs> <laughs> no it's borat it's very it's very uh, controversial done. Borat's not Jewish. He hates the Jews. No, he, he's afraid of Jews. The Jews are evil creatures. With <laughs> yes. I mean, you were Jewish. <laughs> you all are not. Uh, like, steal my Do you, eat, eat meal. I think it was a deleted scene from the first Borat film, but uh, that's when he stayed the night with the Jews. Yeah, the, the old couple, yeah. and they were trying to feed him. Like, you go poison this. <laughs> Do not eat that. It's poison. Anyways, I'll cut that whole part out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, it looks like this is probably his last film. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually tell too, you know, just by the way you're looking at him. And you said he was sitting down for most of the most of his scenes. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that energy. Like he did in the other two. No, but he still delivered, I want to say, definitely with his Captain Spaulding character, which, yeah. regrettingly, looking back at it, I kind of wish we saw these movies a lot sooner because mm-hmm. I definitely would have pulled off a Captain Spaulding costume for Halloween. Oh, but you got plenty of time, though. Uh, I can wait. Future. I can, you know, next year, man, I'm going to go all out. I'm not going to be a poser anymore because I've seen all the movies now. Yeah. So you you would go for a Captain's Ball game? Yeah. That's awesome. Um I'm trying to think of a character I can go to go with it. You could be um Otis. I could be Otis, yeah. Um, and then Justin can be um Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so where do we where do we start off with these films? I guess we can just start off with the House of a Thousand Corpses. Right. Because I've heard plenty of about Rob Zombie movies. I haven't actually really seen any, except for Halloween, which I wasn't really too into because I've already seen John Carpenter's Halloween. And right. that already kind of like set itself as kind of just what it is. Well, just it, like everybody's seen Halloween, though, yeah. right, at the same time. But it's its own thing. It's like yeah. it's going for something that, um, um, you know, with its film style as well as just the uh, michael myers character the shape um you know it's going just for this kind of like idea that evil you know can be anything mm-hmm. and there's no way to stop it and, it's, and it might just get you even in places that you thought were safe it yeah. can still get you it yeah. doesn't and it doesn't need to you know run but it, it doesn't even need to like you know uh, run or walk fast, but it will catch up to you. Talking about Michael Myers. Yep. 
And um, was Rob Zombie's movie? It's just he's just a kid who ate too much candy, and, and got excited, and it's just like I'm gonna kill my family. No, he got he got picked on, he got bullied. Yeah, but then he ate too much candy, and now he's just like I'm gonna kill my family. Well, you know it's funny about well not funny but um, it was kind of nowadays, funny because they're all hicks. Nowadays, that's more like suicide, like rather than killing other people. That's what I, I've noticed how that didn't age too well like let's say if halloween came out in 2007 his his version of it was okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get bullied and you know talk to the way i was talked to i'm gonna get so upset i'm gonna kill a kid like bully i'm gonna <laughs> do all this stuff i don't think that would happen nowadays mm-hmm. uh, i think that's more of like an emotional thing. Where yeah, like, it makes sense for Rob Zombie because he's always kind of because he has that kind of like outsider mentality. Mm-hmm. So we have you know uh, little Michael Myers. He's being picked on and bullied. He's the outsider. Yeah. So you got people who feel that way relating to him that way. Mm-hmm. But um, what kind of what, what kind of like kind of like takes me away from it was just. Trying here, like the rest of the movie is just uh, Rob Zombie is just trying to be all edgy, and you know, be all like Michael Myers. He's in like uh, the insane asylum, and he's watch. He's in the same room where this nurse is getting raped by the other male nurses. And shit like that. Yeah, it, it did have a different uh, aspect to it. I was gonna ask you though, what made you think? What what made him what like who asked him to direct that or like? It had it, it couldn't have been him. It had to be like the Universal like Studios or something like, hey, we want you to direct Halloween. Maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, because I know that's a that's a big, like what do you call it, a big uh, franchise. Oh yeah, to take on. Oh yeah, and why would they trust him? Just because of the success that Devil's Rejects went through. And... Yeah, I I agree with that. I I would I wholeheartedly believe that, because um you gotta. You, you got yourself a cult following in there and a cult following. Yeah. Okay. You know, you get, they kind of, they'll, they'll come over and they'll, you know, buy tickets. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're their own thing. Uh, um, obviously, cause we're getting all these newer Halloween movies, mm-hmm. like the remake that like, um, 2018 Halloween that mm-hmm. like this kind of just, it's just like, now we're not going to care about all these other uh, movies. But it's, it's that's Halloween. the funny thing, though, is like when these Halloween movies do come out, these newer ones, it makes you talk about what was previously made, and some and Rob Zombie has his, like you can get into a conversation saying, "Oh, do you like the Rob Zombie versions?" Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool to talk about. Like you, you either can talk about Carpenters, Rob Zombies, mm-hmm. or whoever's doing today's now. Do, I don't even know. See, nobody even knows the director. Nobody cares. It's that's directed, what I'm saying. It's directed by Michael Myers. <laughs> but that's the funny thing. You can say Rob Zombie's films. Like, he made a standpoint in his film. Like, that was his version of it. Mm-hmm. The big, bulky Michael Myers. I'm going to kill everything in my yeah. path and destroy them. Mm-hmm. He turned, I don't know what the fuck he turned him into. Like, a machine, like rather than just like killing them normally it doesn't really help that there's that kind of like uh precursor to it was mm-hmm. we see michael myers as like really young and living with the family and mm-hmm. you know like that's why he's kind of like oh this is why he's so messed up and what just wants to kill right. for no reason but uh, that's like a lot less scary than just being 
hey, there's this guy and he's killing for no reason. Um, but didn't Jason's franchise do the same thing? At Not the, really. The, where they try to like redo the whole like this is why I'm crazy. Like, wasn't the the latest Friday the Thirteenth? Um, because it came around that same time, right? Was it like a year after? Yeah. Like, um, didn't they try to give him a background story too, or like they kind of started off? They kind of started off doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. I've only, I think, I've only seen the first one, and after that, I'm just like, oh, the first, oh, like all the other uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies are their own kind of their own thing. Yeah. Because the first one, um, it's actually the mother that's doing the killings. Right. Right. His right. mom. Yeah. And then after all, they just kind of like they. That's when they start give. The second movie is when they give him the hockey mask, and he's um. Oh. See, it I becomes, didn't want, it becomes I, its own iconic thing, and it's just like oh, okay, well then okay. what's then kind of like what's the point of just kind of like why did I watch this one who, first? Who gives him the hockey mask? I don't know. I've only seen the first one. You're talking about the old ones, though, right? Or yeah, the the, the first one. The, the ancient time ones. 80s the long 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 late 70s. i tell jo- i tell justin that all the time is like i still haven't watched friday the 13th mm-hmm. series and uh, nightmare on elm street i still haven't watched any of them i've uh, only seen every all the new stuff i definitely recommend uh, nightmare on elm street the very first one uh as a uh as a uh franchise to watch Compared to Friday the 13th. Yep, Friday the 13th, not so much. It's more of a Freddy fan. Yeah, maybe Hellraiser. I think I've <laughs> just seen the first two, and I'm like, I'm kind of like set with these. I don't, yeah. I know there's like a lot more like weird sequels with Hellraiser, but I'm kind of good with just these two. Yeah. Because especially after uh, watching uh, the Friday the 13th series, I think there's six movies, and then there's a, uh, a remake after that. But, um, like like they they go like all these crazy places, especially uh with like kind of like the eighties and uh, uh with the the decades they were being released in the later sequels, they start mm-hmm. going into kind of these weird territories, but they're interesting, especially the first one. The mm-hmm. effects are immaculate. Yeah. So definitely yeah. would check that out. Yeah, after I I will eventually watch them mm-hmm. when Justin uh, decides to. He'll be down. You just gotta let him know. Hey, Justin. It's so, October. Uh, Let's watch Halloween. I've asked people about certain movies that they're going to watch because I feel like everyone's going to watch holiday movies right now. Mm-hmm. And some people are talking about watching horror movies. I'm just like, are you sure? Like, are you okay with that? Like, is that going to ruin your holiday? <laughs> so that's the kind of interesting thing because um, uh, ta- my, my friends are talking about like they're going to watch uh, like a horror film or a TV show. Mm-hmm like late november or december i'm just like oh okay i've realized times have changed and no one is feeling festive you know what i mean like no one no one is in that holiday spirit yet and i i know it takes time because what are we what are we gonna fucking watch the santa claus with tim allen yeah i think they made they're making the new the new ones with the kurt russell um i haven't i didn't watch the one that came out last year or two years ago but Kurt Russell's like the new Santa Claus now. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I want to Tim, watch that. Tim Allen, Tim Allen was our generation. It's now Kurt Russell. Apparently they were good, but they're not going to be. But Kurt Russell is like not this generation, <laughs> though. What the hell? I know. 
and him playing santa claus is that's yeah. what's weird but this is kind of off topic but just kind of piggybacking right to santa claus yeah. i've seen some shit of like hashtag jingle jangle which i guess is a new like netflix holiday show or movie or whatever yes and i see it has like forrest whitaker yeah. uh keegan michael key yeah. and it's just like I, I i didn't watch any trailers or anything i just saw like in the uh twitter moments that it had the hashtag and kind of like played the little blurb but i'm just it's just like what this is like the first time i'm hearing of any of this but i don't know if i want any part of it yeah i'd rather watch a uh what is it herbie's halloween jingle jangle yep <laughs> i don't even remember that kid it's uh, apparently already on netflix yep november 13th i don't know if i'd watch that I'm very late on uh, Christmas movies. Yeah. I'll wait to that day. Uh, I think we have enough. Yeah. We don't have enough Halloween scary movies yet. Exactly. We've kind of like blown through them. You, you can, so but we you, need more. you want to see how creative they can keep getting. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween is definitely like uh, one of those kind of um, holidays where you can get more creative. Yeah. How- Christmas is already kind of expended. Yeah. Like what? Like, what snow? Yeah. What are you going to do? Like a Christmas movie in the desert now? Yeah. It's gonna be an Arizona Christmas. What do you think though about the Christmas horror movies? We're gonna like wrap up a cactus and Christmas lights. <laughs> no, what do you? Think? <laughs> I know. Um, like there's Black Christmas. There's um, yeah. there's um uh, Krampus, which is I guess you can kind oh, of consider that. Yeah, Krampus was fun. I remember watching that with you guys. But uh, like even of. like even then, I feel like that's already kind of like expended. Because now you just um, I don't think you can going do back it. to like the Halloween horror. Like what we watched, I don't think you can you you can keep doing those. But the one we watched was it was done well because you threw the right comedians in there mm-hmm. to do it. But other than that, it it wouldn't work still. And I think it had a popularity too at its time. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was talking about Krampus at that time. Like who's Krampus? Like mm-hmm. oh, haven't you heard? He's this uh, ancient. He's like the anti-Santa Claus. Yeah, he's a demon. He doesn't just leave coal for kids. He fucking takes them and eats them. Yeah. So, um, they could revive Krim- uh, Christmas with some some new shit like Krampus, but... I don't think they can. I can't... The way they did it was like, when you look up Krampus on the internet, mm-hmm. it says like, this ancient Santa Claus demon. You're like, wait, yeah. Who created that? Did they create that? The movie to create that? Nah, he's just been around like, this whole time. Like his name has been around forever. Like, the only reason we just you didn't know heard about, about him yet was because you haven't fucked up yet. I guess so. You haven't fucked up, and then he hasn't had to come get you. Speaking of fucked up, did Rob Zombie? Back to Rob Zombie. Did oh he, yeah, we were talking about Rob Zombie. Did he? Um, did he fuck up these three films, or did he not? And uh, we got to remember uh, House of a Thousand Corpse came out in 2003, mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects 2005, and Three from Hell 14 years later. Yes. His um, directorial debut with House of a Thousand Corpses, which you can, can cut him some slack. And to answer your question, I'm just going to say, yeah, but not in the bad way. Mm. I'm going to tell you that. Because I think I was trying to get to it before. But um, because from I haven't really... Because like I said before, I haven't actually really seen any Rob Zombie movies aside from yes, Halloween. Which was, which was cool. Because you were fresh into this. I was fresh, but only because I kept hearing how stupid and bad Rob Zombie movies were. 
Oh no. So that's kind of usually that's kind of usually what's um you know kind of push me away. Right. And um until like like something like this goes on. I was like, hey, we're gonna watch three movies in one night, like yeah. with the group together. Let's so let's do this. And I'm like, okay, I'm down. This I'm down for. And then I finally sit down and watch House of a Thousand Corpses for the first time. I'm like, you know what? This was actually pretty fun. Yeah. It's a good time film. It's a good time film because uh, with a lot of killing, mm-hmm. a lot of senseless killing, mm-hmm. a lot of goofy characters and lines, a lot of kind of uh, campy horror shit. Yeah. But, but it has a lot going on and going for it and a lot of new ideas that you kind of would expect, especially from somebody like Rob Zombie, yeah. who has really interesting music videos. Yeah. And, um, like, he has a lot of, like, on IMDb, he has a lot of uh, director mm-hmm. um, credits. Mm-hmm. But not it wasn't until, like, 2003 mm-hmm. that he gets a feature-length one. Yeah. Which is this. Yeah. Yeah, with, with everything he's doing in there. And now... Mm-hmm. You finally understand what he's been trying to do with his uh um, it's, it's artistry it's his artistry like kind of like fully like not i want to say fulfilled but expanded mm-hmm. upon to feature mm-hmm. feature length and uh, like it's it is interesting but also it it, it kind of is definitely out of place you get that sense yeah because it's like you don't see this in a movie mm-hmm. like why why is this happening yeah. Like why is like yeah, like all like the colors weird and like everything is like slowed down mm-hmm. even though it wasn't shot at a high frame rate. Or even which, like old footage thrown in there too. Yeah. Like old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Like all this crazy, like weird editing. Mm-hmm. But it you gotta real but then you kinda like realize, you know what, this is he this is kinda like how his mind is kinda like probably works twenty four seven. Yeah. So it's you just and then you see like yeah like, you know you know no and as it goes and you know I'm getting into it. You know yeah I could see that so it I don't think it was overnight thinking mm. of that whole theme. Mm-hmm. I think it had to work in you know with with being white zombie and then Rob Zombie mm-hmm. and then him taking that to another level. We're like you know what I'm gonna take this Rob Zombie fill and put it into a movie and you can obviously see that. You got your hillbilly hicks. Yeah. You got your, you got your cursing. You got your cursing. You got your your um. You got your beards. Got your like kind of like nobody borderline like satanic, like uh, like fun time stabbings and you all got that. Your bad hygiene. Yeah. Ain't nobody wearing deodorant in those films. The house is just like run down. The house shit. is so um Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I think that's where they say like that's uh. Yeah, where's yeah. influenced the most was from that film yeah you get you have all the the uh the old slasher movie influences like yeah we were talking about friday the 13th yeah he took Halloween. that he took all the all those films put it into one and made it edgy mm-hmm. and um at the time when you're watching it you might not think it's so great but we weren't teenagers at the time mm-hmm. we weren't you know in our 20s and um I think they reacted it like it was still cool you know like that was their their movies like i don't they're not the ones writing reviews about it they had they didn't have anything to write reviews you know like 
the generation at that time, right? What are they gonna do? Send a letter? Yeah. To an right. article? Oh, this was terrible. <laughs> it was just literally probably the actual reviewers, like you know, your uh, Robert and Ebert or yeah. something like that. Those They're the were ones bringing it down, and then. You probably, I bet you even have like some like of those like old time forums like, oh, yeah. building up back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and then, and then you realize later on it's, um, it's I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it's a masterpiece in its own formality. It had if if it created a fan base, that's something. It's a zombie piece. Yeah, it's a zombie piece. It's got like a lot of rentals at the old Blockbuster for VHS. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. So then he followed up on that with uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. And how did you feel about that film? I thought it was a really uh, good um, send-up. Mm-hmm. You get more... That's when you start to realize, oh, okay, these movies are about this family. Yeah. How... Um, like, yeah, they're assholes. They're gross. Mm-hmm. They're sexist. They're probably fucking each other. Yeah. But, and... um. They just go. They all they do is just go around and kill people. But they still have each other. At least they got their backs. And they have personality. Yeah. yeah. Then they start. They they start to kind of like develop that more. They yeah, they get even better into it in the third one. Mm-hmm. But this one, that's when the audience starts realizing, okay, this is kind of like the thing they're going. This yeah. is like what's the the kind of like quote unquote narrative. Mm-hmm. Although I gotta say, I don't really remember much of the second one. I don't either. I don't know why it it flims right through me every time I watched it. I don't know why either. Yeah, but um, um I do remember like some key parts, some like characters will pop up, back up. Like um, <clears throat> I, I don't even remember his name, the black guy. I don't. It definitely didn't have that House of a Thousand Corpse feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell that you're just basically taking House of a Thousand Corpse and you're putting it on the road now, mm-hmm. and that's how it was going, right? Like they're just now on a road like they're like the studios went to rob zombie is like hey i know we gave you a bunch of shit for uh, this house of a thousand corpses movie but we want you to do a send up to it we want you to kind of do a sequel yeah but uh we want you to tone it down still if you want if you want to this if you want us to pay you to make this movie you got to tone it down and yeah. you just like rob zombie's just like oh okay yeah i'll do that for you let me make Halloween chills. <laughs> then I'll go out in, in uh, Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the second one was all right. It was a good sequel. It's going to be so edgy. Uh, so anyways, it was, it was. We're going to, I'm going to have them, these people hostage in the hotel room and then just kill them all. Do you remember when I, uh, we were watching it? After the first one, I wanted to go straight to the third one. Yeah, I remember that. And nobody wanted, and nobody wanted to. Like we were like, "Fuck you, Trevor." We want to watch the second one. Yeah, and I get that, but you can can you see why I, I skipped the second one? Like it yeah. it didn't have uh, the energy as the first one. Mm-hmm. Not saying the third one did too, but the third one had its own little energy going on. Yeah. I love the whole Mexico thing and yeah. What'd you say to me, motherfucker? <laughs> motherfucker after every five <laughs> seconds. Like, motherfucker. You motherfucker. Oh my god. Yeah. But uh I I did I'm I'm still glad that, uh, that we have still have Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Because it is um isn't that Rob Zombie's second feature like movie? Yeah, that was the second he went straight to that one out okay. right there. You definitely see that there is development in his direct his um directing and yeah. just vision wise. 
he's kind of he's still toned it down which do you, is do you think that a, do you think that was more hollywood like definitely that was really, okay because like he's still toned it down which i feel like is kind of unfortunate because mm. we need more directors that have vision right we, they, we we can't just you know have them keep being like oh hollywood cookie cutter right yeah. but he still kind of slips some stuff in like i remember we kept pointing out the really like odd transitions where the, it'll have a freeze frame. The, the image will slide to another freeze frame of the next scene. Uh-huh. And I'm guessing he's kind of just going off of uh, that. Uh, he's doing that to go off of a kind of 70s, 80s exploitation uh, film. Yeah, I like how he threw that, that shit in there. Yeah, me yeah, too. Because nice. you don't really see that a lot. And although I'm not really too much a fan of like weird transitions like that i don't think i would personally do that mm-hmm. it's still interesting to see you know other directors do that if you make it work yep you can do it you, you make it work and you make it fit in with the whole tone and feel of the film i think he chose the right people to work with this film with yeah that's what i think like i know it wasn't just all rob zombie mm-hmm. um that's where i think the other people got to get credit too mm-hmm. um i find that so kind of interesting is all the people that were on the board because i really wonder if like the people on the second film were also the same people on the first film too i don't know if they were i didn't really look into it but i'm guessing no because especially the cinematography was different the cinematography yeah but remember when that interview that he said like if you don't like what i'm working with then you could you know leave mm-hmm. or whatever i i don't care yeah whatever was going on with that Despite though, he still got his. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a signature now. At this point, he got at least for this trilogy, he's got his um, um, edited slow motion, where they don't even fit, shoot it in a high frame rate. They just shoot it normally, the 24 frames per second, and yeah. they just slow that video down. So it's really choppy, mm-hmm. and it goes on and it keeps happening, and. It's just like, well, you know, Rob Zombie, you know, if you really gave gave a shit so much about slow motion, do you think you could have, you know, shot at high frame rate yeah. <laughs> so it looks nice? <laughs> You'll have to show me after this, like, the slow motion you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I can't remember. It t- happens a lot in this second one. I just remember slow motion happening more towards, like, ending scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, and the ending. Does he do it towards more, like, action stuff? Like, that's yeah. what okay yeah yeah my only problem my problem too was with that is um he he does it's not the action scenes he does a lot of close-ups that i don't like mm-hmm. he does too many close-ups that can be problematic yeah i i can, can i can see what you mean i don't think it bothered me as much as you but still like if you do if you do something too much the audience starts noticing it and they start getting put off by it yeah which you know, like somebody like Rob Zombie, he's not going to really give a shit about what the audience cares. He's it's just re- doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And I think it really depends how much you're interested in the story. Mm-hmm. The story will keep you uh, interested so much mm-hmm. where all those other factories are not going to matter. Like if it's close up or the music or how it looks, mm-hmm. if you're so interested in the story, you just want a reaction. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if that's what he was going off with with was with reaction to these close-ups yeah it's definitely like more by uh you get this the movie these movies you get a sense of this is just kind of what he rob zombie had just pictured and mm-hmm. he's just stuck with it he's just gonna stick with this he's not really gonna it's just this 
he's not gonna kind of he's not gonna try to like build any nuance on it. He's just like, oh, I just want you to see, um, you know, this this somebody get their like throat slit or shot. Yeah. Do you think there was a restraint on dialogue on the the Devil's Rejects? Because you know how you said you he probably toned it down mm-hmm. a little bit compared to the first one. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't really remember a lot of lines. I know three from hell. Of- there was no restraint on dialogue. Yeah. On that, one. that was all over the place with like, <laughs> like I said, motherfucker after every scene or every line that he had. And even the first one, I gotta say like, like out of all the lines of all these, of these three movies that my favorite is still gotta be, um, uh, Cap, uh, Captain Spaulding when he goes off on the, uh, the robber. Fuck, fuck your mama. Oh. Fuck your sister. Oh, fuck your grandma. That was but the... most of all, fuck you. <laughs> that was so corny. That was right so... at the beginning, right? Yep. Of how so perfect. So well done. I loved it. That's where you get a feel of how the movie's going to go. Yep. <laughs> that just shows you he's not worried about anything. Yep. Uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then, and then the only thing that kind of put me off uh, for The Devil's Rejects was the ending with uh, free where they, everything slowed down and they he throws on Freebird. Oh, from the, he almost plays the whole song, and it's <laughs> you're just like, well, okay, I guess we're just gonna like kind of sit here and just kind of let this happen. I forgot how that played out. I might have <laughs> closed my eyes for a minute, woke back up. It's still happening. We're just like la 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 la. Yeah, la, 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 I can't hear you. Um. So, let's wrap them all up. What about the, we gotta talk about the third one though? Well, we talked about the third one in the beginning. No, I did you want to add more stuff to it? Yeah. Okay. So three then, from hell, and then like fourteen it, years later. Fourteen years later, and it um, it's just like, well, what are they gonna do? It's been so long, mm-hmm. and it can make sense. You know, they're just gonna be all you know, in prison. Well, first off, they're gonna survive the shootout that they had at the end. Mm-hmm. Like immaculately, they all survived, which is good because we won't have a movie without that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of just kind of following, um, uh, like any like last remaining people that are still alive, they'll kill them. Wait, or no, wait, how do you how do you um, how do you feel about that happening? Them being almost basically shot up to death at the end of the second one. It's. I- and then we come back 14 years later like okay they survived. It's, it's stupid movie logic but it's fine but it worked it, it can work in this film yeah it, it's fine for these movies but um it's like superhero shit mm-hmm. yeah okay but um it, it is um really interesting because that's when you start to, that's kind of like when I kind of start to realize in this third movie at the beginning where they're all in prison mm-hmm. that I'm I, I, that's when I started realizing I'm rooting for these characters to kind of break out and just yeah. go back to like doing what they want to do, right? Which is doing a lot of fucked up shit. Really, they they're not going to live normal lives ever, nope. even if they try to. Like mm-hmm. they're just always going to be on the run. Yep. And um, they're not always trying to do bad. What I realized in the third one. Yeah. They're just trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could see them celebrating that in Mexico, mm-hmm. like. All right. And if can... anybody tries to like come in and like kind of like fuck that up, they're just yeah. like, "Well, we'll just fuck you up back." Yeah. Well, it was that one snitch? Mm-hmm. He heard about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. 
And I think it's also good too that they got that prison time, like literally like a decade past. Like 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 with the movies, they you know, a decade it? past. Yeah, they they went with that, which you know makes sense because characters are old, actors get older, and things like that. This movie came out what twenty nineteen. Yeah, and um, and then we got um, they're a little older sh- and calmer. Yeah. So. We got Sherry Moon Zombie. That's her name, right? Yeah. And uh, she uh, really definitely goes all out in this third one. I, I I don't really feel like she had much of a personality. She kind of like did. But it's she a very really... poppy, like, oh, I'm so happy about yeah. everything. And it makes sense with this third one because she was in solitary confinement for over a decade. Yeah. And that fucks you up. Yes. And so it made her that as in that made her character a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. And they, they all have their own um, characters, kind of like character things that they're going for. Mm-hmm. And um, that's definitely a lot more developed in this third movie, which I appreciated because, like, if you're going to keep going on, you got you know, you got to have some characters in the movie. You can't just have um, people, like, in place doing things because that's yeah. not, that doesn't make a movie. Yeah. And... It is all like honestly, like I keep hearing people like like I said earlier, like everybody just wants to shit on like uh, these Ro- like Rob Zombie movies, yeah. and I haven't seen like any other ones other than these. But mm-hmm. I gotta say they're really fun. Do you feel like you understand him a lot better now? Yeah. After watching these, because there's definitely a sense of style. There's something that he's going for, as well as just a theme of family. And, you know, togetherness, like, fuck everybody else. We have each other. Mm-hmm. But Which, what if you take that out, though? Yeah, then you got, then it's all just stupid. Like, so then that's, why I would, <laughs> then that's why I would wonder if you were to watch Lords of Salem mm. or uh, 31. I want to see how that would go with you because those two movies don't have that, mm-hmm. like, trilogy fill, franchise fill. You could still tell it's a Rob Zombie fill, uh, or film, but it doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to watch, have you watch those. Yeah, I, I, like I, 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 I gotta be honest. I don't know if I'll actually really like them as much, but maybe who knows? Yeah, like I said, you didn't know you would like these ones, mm-hmm. you know. But then you realize, you know what? He's just doing his own thing. I, all I had to do was just give him a chance. Yeah, and I finally did. And you and I'm you, very happy. And for these that. weren't complainable, but now it gives you a reason to watch the other two films that he did. Mm-hmm just to see how they would go mm-hmm. without those characters in it, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And I think that's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check Amazon right now, see how much they are. Oh yeah. I feel like he needs the, uh, another trilogy of Amazon or uh, a trilogy. That's not a franchise, whatever you want to call it. What would you call it? I don't know. He needs a third film though. A saga. It's only two films. It's only 31 and... Uh, but Lord... still, you can make a third movie that connects the other two movies together. He could. <laughs> he should. I don't know. But it'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on it? Um, do you do you like how it became... Like, Would you call it a franchise? Do you feel like it, it became one? Or a theme or something? No. Yeah, definitely. It's... Um... I wouldn't say franchise because there's there needs to be more, like I think at least five yeah, movies. Need, not then, only that, like then it, then it becomes an anthology. It's, uh, but it's a it's a trilogy. It's 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 a good 
uh, trilogy that, you know, all together, it works really well. The trilogy works very well, hmm. has a fan base, mm -hmm. not a huge fan base, but it has a really good amount of fan base. Mm -hmm. um, really de it depends on, on the fans, how dedicated they are. Because uh, when you when you look at other trilogies or something like that, like, I think Rob Zombie could have his own thing. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely does. I, I think it's too early to tell, though, since it's only been one year mm -hmm. since uh, Three From Hell came out. Yeah. And then plus uh, Captain's Passing. So we don't really know where rob zombie's gonna go now yeah since uh, but i'm it's good that he wrapped that shit up mm -hmm. even if that was wrapped up yeah i gotta wonder if you could still keep going mm -hmm. like would you keep going with those two characters or the the added character do you make another film now that they added one more person to it now or not one more person but like replaced him with right. boomhead <laughs> uh nah you gotta like if you you, I definitely get the sense that Rob Zombie is a an, an auteur. Mm -hmm. He's like mainly you know he's got music going on, and then he'll probably do a movie when he feels like it. Which mm -hmm. kind of that's kind of like what I get the sense. He'll do a movie if he feels like it. So yeah, he's just gonna kind of go with the flow. Yeah, and I think I think that's good to go with the flow. Sometimes you're guided in different ways, mm -hmm. and if you work with the right people, mm -hmm. it can go into your favor. Mm -hmm. Um. I like that Three from Hell was made 14 years later mm -hmm. because it, it gave people at that time of a generation to watch those movies, understand them. And then, like, can you imagine, like, being a big fan of those in 2003 and four, and then Three from Hell came out? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I, I'd, I'd be ecstatic if I was those fans. I'm like, oh, I'm finally over 17. I can yeah. go see an R-rated movie and check this out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like you know, like some trilogies or some sequels take a long time to make. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. But this one worked. Yeah, I agree. Um, just because of the genre he made it into, be mm -hmm. even them missing um a, a main character, mm -hmm. he still made it work somehow. And it also works because it's a part of them, you know, being beaten down. Because not just that they lost um, a lot of family members. Uh, but also they were thrown in prison. Yeah. But they were still managed to uh, dig, dig themselves out of that. And yeah. so you, it's genuine, like, you're rooting. You're really rooting yeah. for these characters. You're, <laughs> you're rooting for these terrible people. Yes. <laughs> and that's what's good. Because, like, who knows if they're terrible? No. Who knows if they're terrible people? No, they are terrible. They are terrible people, but they have each other. They just keep being put in the, the, the positions to even be more terrible. But hey, they, they may be murderers. They may be, you know, homophobic, hateful <laughs> assholes. But they weren't least, racist, were they? They're not racist. <laughs> they, had, they had some black friends. Yeah. And they were in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They love Mexicans. Um. How do you want to wrap this up since it was a trilogy? Do you want to rate each film or do you want to... I'd say do something for overall. Uh, rate the trilogy itself? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. Um, 
So overall, being what it is, creating something new, likable characters, you don't get that all the time. Mm. Um, the gap is weird. Uh, mm. I'd have to research that on Rob Zombie's part. Maybe mm. he mentions it in an interview why he waited 14 years. I know he's busy, mm. but still, um, I want to give it a. I want to give a. Shit. I want to give it. I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. Saying. Whoa. Just because. No, I'm going to go back to a seven. Okay. Overall, a trilogy a seven. Mm-hmm. Um. It could have been better, but then again, could it have been? It is what it is. Like. You have everything you need. Mm-hmm. That was in the film. You could argue that it could be better, but I feel like, uh, like if it did get better, it wouldn't be a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. So, but I, in my case, it's they're definitely more uh, leaning on the guilty pleasure side. So, uh-huh. uh, I did, and but they're they started off going on their own like creative thing, and then over time they kind of just uh, toned it down, mellowed out, became more just. And then, yeah. like, I'm glad that they uh, just uh, started to follow a narrative, mm-hmm. but it's it they didn't. Uh, there wasn't much you know moving up to being more creative with it so yeah because of that i definitely want to give it a strong six Mm -hmm. like six out of ten for me is more of just kind of like a guilty pleasure Mm -hmm. kind of rating because you know they may have kind of like fallen a little bit flat in some category in some kind of like um uh in like in like parts of like the movies like um Maybe like you know the the writing either like the writing is not as good, or the like uh, theme thematics aren't as really good, or production wise, mm-hmm. it's like yeah you know, two is they they they're missing two out of three, like yeah. they excelled in one thing but not so much in the other the other two, yeah. But it's still something that sticks with you. Yeah, and, it definitely does. The the characters are going to stick with you for a while. Yes, characters and settings and everything and it's but more importantly, I really do I would really like to watch these movies again. Yeah. They got some replayable. Mm-hmm. And shout outs to the char- the actors and yeah. like in the characters like Sid Hayes for them to Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. I know she was annoying at first, but then you start to understand her. And then she's not as annoying. She's got like a stupid, wicked laugh. And then just, you know, but I think that's what she was going for. But anyways, yeah. Um, anything else to add to that? No. I'd that was, say that's pretty good. And when did, what did you call the uh, Rob Zombie trilogy? You said you think it has a name? It, uh, I tried looking it up. It was like, um, I guess you could call it the Firefly trilogy. Or like, Firefly trilogy. I saw like on Wikipedia, it said something weird like list of Firefly we'll films. Go, we'll go with that until corrected. The list of Firefly films. That's going to be the, the podcast title. Yeah. It sounds terrible. But even outside of the Blu-ray, it says Rob Zombie Trilogy. There I don't like how it says that though. Yeah, because and... it's, it's not really, because like, of like, but what's up Rob Zombie movies? He's made more than three at this point. I guess it's because of the same characters. Like that, but but like you don't know that. Wait, so it's just like wait a minute. So is um, 
I mean, it'll say like what movies are in the trilogy on the cover, but like, mm-hmm. wait, what do you mean, Rob? But if you just hear the Rob Zombie trilogy, yeah, what does that even mean? It's that side artwork. Does that, that include Lords of Salem? That's what bugs me. That side artwork. Does that include um, we're all fucking in UFOs? Thirty-one. Yeah, it's missing those two films. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have threw them in there. But Special features. Yeah. I get. I guess why they didn't. Mm-hmm. They just want to keep a just a, Blu- a Blu-ray can only hold so much. You see, fifty gigs. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think they just want to go with. The, they wanted to keep the same characters. They're like Lord of Salem has nothing to do with this. Thirty-one. Thirty-one could have been in there, even because it was Boomhead. Mm-hmm. Like that's your introduction to Boomhead mm-hmm. before he was in Third from Hell. Mm-hmm. So that could he could have been in there, but I could see why they didn't mm-hmm. throw him in there different story yeah but uh yeah that'll uh that'll do it on the the rom zombie trilogy you can buy it right now for 10 bucks on Hell, amazon that's a good 10 bucks i think it's on right there at best buy walmart i'm pretty sure this trilogy pack just only came out last month because i never saw it before <laughs> so buy it buy it all at one time so yeah check out everything we've mentioned or at subsequent movie film Firewalk with me. Mm-hmm. Fallen Fallen Order, the Star Wars game that's free right now. It's on, on Game Pass. You already have Xbox Live. Just go get the Ultimate Game Pass. Just it's download just five it. bucks more. Check out um the the Twin Peaks song by Trey Spells on YouTube. And last but not least, check out The List of Firefly films. I feel weird calling it that. <laughs> the Rob Zombie films. And then also check out, I'll, I'll cut this out, but also check out Auntie Donna because I watched it all on Netflix, but I forgot to mention it in this podcast. <laughs> no, you can still mention it. No, nah, it's fine. I want to watch it. I'll check it out. Alrighty. I'll Next get time. that done within an hour. Yep. So this has been uh, Rob Zombie Monolith Demythos Podcast, episode 11. With Trey Spells. Trey Spells and me. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll check you out. And check us out next time. Goodbye. Bye.